welcome to the second TribCast, the flagship podcast of the Lacrosse Tribune. I'm digital news editor Scott Rada, and today we'll be talking to Kyle Ferris, the Tribune's education reporter, about the UW Regents meeting this week here in Lacrosse. And later we'll speak with entertainment reporter Randy Erickson about a few of the many entertainment options coming up in the Lacrosse area this weekend. As always, I'm joined by Elizabeth Byer. Hi, Elizabeth. Oh, hey. How's it going? Good, good, good. Good. We were just talking before the podcast uh, about how Elizabeth's job, among many here, is to uh, make sure all the mistakes we make during the podcast are edited out, and we sound pretty good. I make you guys sound great. So we appreciate that, and we appreciate everybody listening. As we reported up in today's Lacrosse Tribune, the uh, Regents will be coming here starting Thursday and Friday, and, you know, a lot of folks listening, Kyle, may not know, what does a UW Regent do? Sure. The Board of Regents um, essentially functions similar to a school board. That might be a more familiar concept to a lot of people. When a university, for instance, is looking to hire a new chancellor, they'll vote on things like that. They'll vote on system-wide policy, salary increases for, for employees, kind of really any kind of the, the governing body for the whole system statewide. So they really work similar to a school board. Uh, regents are appointed by the governor, they serve terms, um, so you know, that, that's essentially uh, their role. And I believe there's always a, a UW student representative on the board as well. That's my understanding as well. I, I don't know who that student is at the moment. but I know they have they visited here before, most recently in 2013. What are some of the things that are on the agenda for them to discuss this week? They'll um, be talking about a proposed 6% uh, salary increase for all system employees, which President Cross proposed just a, a couple of days back. That would be pretty significant given that uh, UW Lacrosse has some of the lowest salaries when you look at peer colleges, and so they've had a tough time with retention. So that would be a big step for them. The regents also talk about pay raises for chancellors. They'll talk about all the new building projects going on at UWL, the, the Prairie Springs Science Center phase one was just completed late this summer. Um, and there's another $200 million roughly in, in projects coming down the pike. And I would also suspect that there might be some discussion of kind of the ongoing saga involving UWL Chancellor Joe Gao. As most people know, there was sort of a, a controversy that, that came up in early November when he booked a uh, porn star and sex educator to speak on campus, and he and, and the, the president of the system have gone back and forth there. So in, in some regions have um, kind of made their opinions known on that. So I imagine that might come up as well, because God will also be, be speaking at uh, some, of the, some of these meetings. And, and something we probably won't get to say on many future trip casts, but speaking of porn stars, um, the Nina Hartley's appearance, um, that was last month, is that right? Yeah, November 1st, I think. November 1st, and, and it, some of the feedback was that this was not terribly well publicized to students and faculty, but you got a tip and you were there. Yeah, I was there. I, I think I was the only member of the media there. I didn't see any cameras and I didn't see anyone else taking notes. So, yeah, it, you're right. It wasn't well publicized. We had to go on campus and look at the digital signs at the student union for about 20 minutes until you know it came around to, to the Hartley ad um, just so I could figure out kind of when and where but as far as the presentation itself it was a pretty good experience for students and it was a perspective they likely wouldn't hear from a lot of their professors. Nina Hartley um, is very well educated and well versed on 
uh, a lot of issues revolving around sex and relationships. She talked about the importance of having safe sex and you know communicating, um, the importance of consent. Um, so it, you know, she—it's not like she was you know showing students photos or videos of her work, as we've heard you know some people suggesting. Um, it was a very kind of academically based, and that was sort of the. Um, kind of the flavor of, and I think that's one thing that's gotten lost in a lot of these conversations is, um, you know, her message has sort of been um, lost in, in the whole in the whole discussion. And then make sure I have this order right, so that then she spoke, and then there was you wrote your story, which frankly I think caught a lot of people at our campus and uh, down in the UW offices in Madison a little by surprise. Yeah, and I, I was surprised to learn that uh, President Ray Cross learned that Nina Hartley was speaking at UWL through our story and, and uh, stories were written by other publications. It sounds like uh, Chancellor Gao didn't you know, reach out to anyone with the system and that this was sort of his, his baby, his, his, um, his kind of speaking project, and, and he uh, introduced Nina Hartley. Uh, I know he doesn't always do that for, for guest speakers, but it was something that he seemed uh, pretty invested in. At the same time, he didn't seem too interested in promoting it. Um, as we touched on earlier, it was sort of kept under wraps. Before the appearance, I spoke with him November 1st before um, Hartley came on, and um, he said he was just worried about negative media attention and you know, getting a whole bunch of people kind of hijacking that event. So he, he kind of kept it, uh, the promotion pretty muted. And as that story unfolded in those next few weeks, you know, he defended bringing her in, and then as the temperature got turned up a little bit. He went out and made kind of an, a, a pretty unusual uh, decision. If you want to explain a little bit of that. Yeah, he uh, decided two things. The first was he was catching some flack for using his something called his discretionary fund. Uh, that's where uh, Hartley's speaking appearance was, uh, was drawn from, which is a combination of student fees and interest generated on those fees. So he originally uh, used $5,000 from that fund to pay her when his feet were to the fire, he decided to pay that himself. He, he reimbursed the university for those $5,000 personally, and he also booked a speaker from a, uh, an anti-porn organization. Uh, I think they'll probably be speaking sometime in the next several weeks if they haven't already. But um, yeah, those were really the, the two concessions he's made. But for the most part, he's held his ground saying it was, it was a demonstration of free expression. and. Uh, and that she had a valuable perspective to share. And um, he seems, uh, you know, in his apologies, he's, he's made it more about sensationalistic media attention, in his words, rather than apologizing, you know, apologizing for bringing a porn star or um, for, for not publicizing um, uh, that appearance. And, and certainly, one, and as we kind of pivot a little bit here, one of the more uh, prominent members of the Board of Regents who is expected, I think, to be here later this week is uh, Governor-elect Tony Evers. He's a member of the Regents because of his current role as the head of the Department of Instruction in Wisconsin. Um, it's sort of interesting to see after all that went down in Madison, A, if he's going to be here. Have we heard otherwise? As far as I know, he's going to be here, yeah. Because obviously, he, you know, uh, putting together a, a, an administration can be a pretty daunting process. So I'm sure you'll get lots of questions about that and some of the things that happened in Madison earlier this week uh, in the legislature. 
and Ray Cross is also expected to be here. Is that correct? Yes, and, and we're hoping to meet with them here at the Tribune if they have the time. But if not, we, we should see them both at UWL. And it's got to be a little awkward to be uh, with Joe Gao being recently reprimanded by his boss and them both appearing, and this is all pretty public. It'll be interesting. Yeah, and the whole timing of, of the, the Nina Hartley saga has been pretty interesting given how rarely regents come to your campus and then a month before they visit, you have this um, this whole media storm. So, yeah, it'll be interesting and maybe a little awkward, but um, I'm excited to see uh, everything that happens on Thursday. Final question. If, if you'll be there Thursday and Friday. Okay. How much of this is open to the general public if people want to show up? A lot of it is. I don't have an agenda in front of me, but um, the the main event on Thursday at the, the student union uh, in all regents meeting at 1 o'clock, uh, Chancellor Gao will present... Um, uh, is a presentation called Sustaining Excellence, which I'm, I imagine refers to UWL's ability to keep enrollment high, kind of given the, um, the enrollment struggles kind of you see around the state and around the country. So I imagine he'll, he'll touch on that, and, and regents will be covering um, uh, a lot of things at 1 o'clock if the public wants to come out. And if folks can't make it, of course, they can follow your coverage in the newspaper and at lacrossetribune.com. Sure can. Well, I sure appreciate it. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks. Erickson covers entertainment for the Lacrosse Tribune. Hi, Randy. Hey, Scott. So Elizabeth, you may know, is fairly new to lacrosse. Very new to lacrosse. Yeah. Yep. And there is a in, in this weekend you were saying you were looking for something to do. Is there a better weekend to be in lacrosse looking for something to do? Uh, not this weekend. <laughs> this is the best weekend we've had in, in lacrosse. So, if, and, so Elizabeth, what are, do you have any plans right now? I have zero plans aside from spending a lot of time at the dog park, which is what I usually do. <laughs> well, uh, if we can pull you away from the dog park for a few minutes, Randy is going to go through some of the highlights, and then at the end, we're going to make you pick which oh, of no. these things yeah. is going to be the highlight of your weekend. All right. So uh, we probably heard coming into this uh, uh, song by the Weepies. They're coming to the Cavalier. Yeah, Saturday night. Um, they're a pop folk duo. Uh, they came out with uh, Hideaway 10 years ago, and they actually toured uh, uh, in celebration of that uh, earlier this year. A lot of people haven't think they haven't heard of the Weepies, but they've heard them because they've been in uh, a lot of TV shows. Uh, Gossip Girl, Pretty Little Liars, Grey's Anatomy, and some movies. And uh, so you've heard their music. Have you heard of them, Elizabeth? I haven't, not before today. Okay. Yeah. You're here. You might like them. Do you like uh, harmonies and uh, smart, emotionally rich songwriting? It depends on what you mean by emotionally rich. Like not weepy. I okay, mean, they're, that's good. they're this this band is is. I mean, they kind of uh, had to choose at gunpoint. At their first show as a duo, they had to choose a name for the band, and uh, so they just picked it out. And, and it, it kind of refers to um, movies where you cry. Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, I think there's an overarching sense of positivity uh, in their music and, and with them as artists. In general, and and uh, I, I had an interview with uh, Steve Tannen from the band, 
Uh, it's he and his wife Deb Talon uh, are the core of the band. So that that's one thing. But we we have so many more to talk about, Elizabeth, as you're planning where you might go this weekend. And one of the options is heading down Highway 1461 to Viroqua. Yeah. Well, Courtney Hartman is playing actually two shows this weekend. She'll be at Leo and Leona's on uh, Friday, and then she'll be at the Rooted Spoon Kitchen Table in uh, Viroqua on Saturday. So, and both of those are, are like kind of funkily charming venues. And at both places, she's going to be joined by some musicians who came up in the uh, Eau Claire music scene that gave us uh, Bon Iver. We got Ben Lester, Jay Sunday, and uh, who is that other guy? Oh, yeah, Shane Leonard. Um, <laughs> and uh, they'll be doing, um, they're, they're all, you know, songwriters and, and musical artists in their own right. So it'll be kind of a, a sampling of all of their music. And Courtney Hartman is the, you know, I suppose she might be a, the star attraction. Uh, she gets first billing because she's been in a group nominated for a Grammy Award and um, has won uh, national honors for her guitar playing. She's a, a phenomenal guitar player. So as Elizabeth is continuing to look at her menu of entertainment options, there is something uh, a Hollywood, or Hollywood, how about a holiday theater production here at the Lacrosse Community Theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the Games of Foot is at, uh, at the Weber Center and um, this features the return of Greg Parmeter to the directing chair. Um, he was the artistic director there for about nine years and left a couple of years ago to teach at UWL. And, and, if, and if it blends murder and Christmas all in one sort of play, is that Oh, right? yeah. Two things I can get behind. So, yeah, this is um, a, it's kind of a murder mystery farce that takes place at a cr- weekend Christmas party put on by a Broadway star who create kind of created the American image of Sherlock Holmes. And so when when a murder happens in his Connecticut mansion, um, he sort of assumes the character of Sherlock Holmes and and uh, tries to solve this before somebody gets killed again. So now, what if Elizabeth's looking for some more iconic holiday experience that does not involve murder okay. and Connecticut mansions? Do you like dancing? I hate dancing. Oh, but I mean like watching just, dancing? Just kidding. I, I like dancing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the 29th year, the Lacrosse Dance Center is putting on uh, the Nutcracker Ballet. I kind of think of, of ballet as kind of like stock car racing. You know, it's... Um, it's more interesting if you know somebody uh, in the <laughs> in the show. So I don't know. That's that's where I'm at as far as uh, uh, ballet. But maybe you are a bigger fan. You know, if they were to infuse stock cars, stock car racing with ballet, I think that would be my, uh, mm-hmm. my choice. Yeah. Try to get something set up in the new year, Randy. Yeah. All right, that's a tall order, but I'll see what I can do. So there's, but still, two more things on your entertainment menu for this weekend. If you're feeling a little down, there is, uh, and you need to laugh. There's one place you can go. Oh yeah, there's uh, actually at the Weber Center um, in the Veterans Studio Theater. They got a comedian who grew up in uh, Kentucky. His name is Ricky Glore. His, this is his Taco Kitty tour. Taco. 
Kitty. Taco Kitty. I had to find out what that was all about. So it turns out um, one of his bits has to do with um, him being afraid of his wife leaving him if their cat ever learns to make tacos. But you like dogs, so maybe that's not show for you. <laughs> oh, know. my God. Right, we got to go. <laughs> and no. finally, to add to the entertainment menu, the, the sort of the last, uh, on, last entree on the menu is a show, or a, a gentleman who's from a show you probably predate you a little bit. Have you ever seen The Dukes of Hazard? I'm offended because you're assuming my age, and no, I have not. It does predate me. You're correct. <laughs> well, The Dukes of Hazard was a popular show on CBS in the late 70s into the 80s, I think. Yeah. And one of the, one of the two stars, uh, Tom Wopat, is coming to the lacrosse area. Yeah, he's coming to uh, Leon Leona's on Sunday afternoon for a holiday show. He actually grew up in Lodi and um, has some, um, I think he has some family connections with some of the people who own Leon Leona's. And he's been, he came uh, last year, He's he's got a new album coming out and he actually sent me uh, a copy of it. He calls me up and says, yeah, Wopat here. <laughs> I want to send. What's your address? I want to send you this this new album. But th- this album is kind of more of a a, a rootsy collection of songs. Um, you know, it's covers some Van Morrison and it's, does some original stuff, and it's uh, amazingly well produced. Any word whether John Schneider will be there? I don't think so. But I mean, you you never know. I'd I'd be actually more interested if uh, Catherine Bach. Was there. <laughs> well, so uh, Elizabeth, that's your entertainment lineup. Are you prepared to tell us what you'll be doing this weekend? I'm going with Holidays and Murder. Holidays and Murder. Woo, the game's yeah. afoot. <laughs> well, thanks, Randy, for letting us know what all is going on this busy holiday weekend, and we hope you enjoy your weekend. I plan to. This podcast is brought to you by the Lacrosse Tribune. Subscribe to Lacrosse Tribune to support local journalism. Full access rate, start as low as $15 per month. And right now we have a special, you won't believe it. You can sign up for digital subscriptions to lacrossetribune.com for 99 cents for the first month. For more information, call 1-866-735-5631. Or better yet, go to our website and click on subscriptions under the menu and find out how you can become a Lacrosse Tribune subscriber today. Also this weekend in the Lacrosse Tribune, both in print and online, our sports department will announce the Tribune Football Player of the Year. This is an annual award that looks back at the year in high school football, and each year we pick the best player. That is a closely held secret that will be released, um, I think, sometime online Saturday afternoon and in print on Sunday. Um, we'll have continuing coverage from Madison about uh, the legislator, legislature and how they are dialing back some of the powers for incoming Governor Tony Evers and the new Attorney General, Josh Call. And finally, and possibly most interesting, expect a column in Saturday's Tribune from reporter Jordan Vian. Believe it or not, she's been in the lacrosse area for nearly five years. She has never been to Rotary Lights. She's going this week. She'll write about it on Saturday. So make sure you look for that. For everybody here at the Lacrosse Tribune, you've listened to Tribcast, the flagship podcast for the Lacrosse Tribune. For Elizabeth, Randy, and Kyle, this is Scott Rada. Talk to you next time.